Welcome to the Heart Kids podcast. My name is Tani Jash and I'm a proud Ewan Camilleroy woman and a journalist. I was also born with a heart condition. Over the next few weeks, I'll be presenting a series of episodes looking at Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people's experiences of childhood heart disease. Before we begin, we'd like to acknowledge that this podcast is being recorded on the land of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, otherwise known as Sydney. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of this land and the land that you're listening in from today. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging and pass that respect on to any Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander listeners. Our guest today is Mandela Yu. Mandela is a Yaru Bunaba woman from Broome in Western Australia. Mandela was 29 weeks pregnant with her first child when she received the news that her baby had a heart condition. What followed was many surgeries for her baby Miles and many months away from home and family. Welcome and thank you, Mandela, for sharing your story with us today. How is it up in Broome? Is it wet season? Yeah, it's a wet season or also in Yaru word is manga. Mangala season. Yeah, nice and hot at the moment. We've had a bit of rain previously, but nothing at the moment. So lots of flies. <laughs> uh, lovely to have you here today. So I guess what I would really be keen to hear from you is about your little cute baby Miles. And uh, Miles was uh, born with a congenital heart condition and you found out when you were 29 weeks pregnant. Is that right? Yeah. So I... um Miles being my first, you know, you do go to your regular checkups and ultrasounds. And yeah, at about 29 weeks here in Broome, they kind of picked up some, or they weren't seeing enough clear images and they wanted me to go to Perth for my first, for an echocardiogram. At that stage, I wasn't really aware what even an echocardiogram was. Mm. But yeah, at 29 weeks, I was diagnosed that my child had a congenital heart disease. And and what was that like for you hearing that your your firstborn baby was, you know, diagnosed with a, a heart disease and, you know, that must have been really scary? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, I guess the first thing, well, the first thing that came to my mind, you know, was is, is it something that I did? And then you, a fear does come over you, probably more so the unknown of what you don't know. Um, I just remember my... Uh, the cardiologist at the time who did my echo, she you know she took me aside into a quiet room. I know I had travelled to Perth myself during this time. Yeah, just in complete shock, really. And um, you know, you want the best for your child, and when you find out that this they're not well and that the uh, there is really no cure for congenital heart disease, and they they surgery is the only option for them. Yeah, it was a it was a lot to process, and it still to this day is a lot to process. What impact did that have on on you and also Miles when he was born and, you know, when he arrived in this world? What did that kind of uh, mean for him? Um, so basically because of his condition, I had to travel to back to Perth closer to my due date. So uh, from, a, from 36 weeks I was in Perth again. Um, so I, sh- I did have a short period back home to kind of prepare a little bit, not really knowing what the timeline was going to be like or you know he was his condition was pulmonary atresia and he had a high, he has a hyperplastic right ventricle mm-hmm. in simple terms it means he meant he had little or no blood flow passing through the lungs um so as soon as he was going to be born he needed intervention um and this day and age uh they were able to do that through medication and then initially 
the planning um, was that he'd have surgery within a week, but he actually ended up having his first surgery the next day. I had him at night and then, yeah, that next day about lunchtime he went in for his first surgery, which was very difficult. I, I ended up having to have a cesarean with him and they, they did induce me also just so that he was born in a controlled environment, you know, during the day with everyone around. Um, but he was a bit stubborn and took him four days to arrive. Um, I was trying to avoid the cesarean knowing that we would be separated. <laughs> so, yeah, as soon as he was born, they pretty much took him. I got to see him briefly. Um, they brought him to my bedside. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't able to hold him when he was born. And, yeah, they, he was transferred to the Perth Children's Hospital whilst I stayed at the King Eddie Hospital. And at that time he was born pretty much right at the start of the pandemic. So um, it was difficult knowing that I didn't couldn't have a lot of my family around during that period. <laughs> yeah, and I was going to ask you that. Did you have, who did you have with you there for support and uh, just to, just to really help you get through such a such a difficult time like that it's your first baby and then hearing that he's got a heart disease and then also having complications as soon as you know like he was born and then not being able to be with him that's a really sort of important part yeah it wasn't easy at the time um I'm pretty sure I just had a lot of adrenaline going through me at the time because after especially after having a cesarean um and they say you're not really meant to do much for about six weeks but I was up walking (laughs) (laughs) you know I had my (laughs) mum and Miles's dad there at the time it however my mum wasn't allowed in the hospital because they were only allowed you were only allowed one person so Miles's dad was there he was with him at the Perth Children's Hospital and it was kind of scary because you you meet certain people but you don't meet the you realize there's a whole team of people that are on Miles's case but you don't necessarily know who they are at first um so talking I guess to the cardiologists and the surgeons via video and you know they they your child is in their hands basically and Miles's first surgery didn't go as smoothly as we hoped so that was I guess yeah that even added another level of stress and the only yeah uh, I guess at that time you pray and hope for the best and that you know your child makes it through but that's that's the scary things with surgery there's always going to be risk no matter what mm. but I also knew Miles was in the best place possible for his condition and that's where he needed to be so that was helpful knowing that but yeah it's also like I said earlier with his first surgery and Miles being my first child and having a heart problem um, it's the unknown that can take over the thoughts of going more negative than positive but yeah you just in that moment you just take it minute by minute or second by second and then day by day as the time goes on yeah I agree and and you know how are your you know for Aboriginal people family is really important for us and you know being uh like like what you said your first little baby and being so far from home and then family hearing the news how did you kind of deal with being away from everyone and yeah, kind of making making sure that you you had the support you needed to be strong for your little your little bubba that just came into the world. Yeah, that was very hard. Um, sorry. Um, yeah, no, that was a very hard time. You know, that was hard because yeah, we I do have a lot of siblings, um, a lot of cousins, and then I guess in one way, you know, social media and um, technology these days, you can connect via video and stuff, but it's not the same. I'd say that's what even um, during like there were actually a lot of 
cardiac patients when Miles was born, but you really didn't. Ha- you really had no idea because you couldn't socialize. Or excuse me. No, that's all right. Yeah, and you definitely feel stronger when you do have your family around you. So, yeah, that just added another level of um, stress and emotion to the situation. I I think if um, if I had, uh, like I said, I had uh, my mum with me majority of the time, um, but she wasn't. She actually didn't meet Miles until a month after he was born, just because of the restrictions with the pandemic. Um, so it definitely, yeah, added took its toll when. You just couldn't have that human contact with those that are close to you. Whilst it was a, you know, a celebration in a way that he was, he's my first child, but very hard at the time. Oh, yeah. And it's still quite fresh because all that we were in Perth when he was born for about eight months. And I knew I had family back here in Broome, like uh, my grandmother. So it's just, you know, I really wanted her to meet Miles, which she did in the end, and they had their time. It's, I guess, dealing with congenital heart disease, it comes across on various levels, not just from a medical point of view. Yeah, I, I hearing you talk, you remind me of my mum and my dad and my grandparents. And I don't think I mentioned this at the start, but when I was a little baby, I had, I was diagnosed with a congenital heart disease. It wasn't as severe as miles, but I had a I had a hole in my heart, and mum always reminds me as now, even as as an adult, and my whole the hole is closed. How worried they were, and you, you know how scary that was finding out that news because no one had had a heart problem like that in our family. So I can only imagine how how that would have been for you especially you know being away from family and then with the pandemic on top of it would have just added another, added another layer for for you and for your family as well yeah for sure <laughs> but you're a strong woman you're you're a very strong woman Mandela I'll, I'll say that like to be able to pull through that and have your little baby Miles just you know look at him he's just thriving and striving and and you were able to go back home to Broome too weren't you and, and introduce him to everyone you know once everything once he went, you know, got got through everything. Yeah. So in his, um, so he had he actually had three surgeries in the he had two in the first month of being born, and then he had another one at about uh, five months of age. Yeah, it was lovely to be able to travel back home to Broome with him, and yeah, he, he we actually got back on the day of my grandmother's birthday, so we surprised her with our visit. No, uh, I knew, and then. It wasn't clear what Miles's plan would be after that, so they were happy. Luckily, here uh, cardiology do travel up north um, every six months or so, so I could have done, we did a few checkups here, mm. so which allowed us to stay in Broome um, before having to go back to Perth and plan for the next surgery, um, which he had in July twenty twenty one. But yeah, it was it was nice to at least have a little bit of a break and be back home and for him to be around his family and all his cousins. <laughs> The many cousins and they would have been all excited for a brand new baby and <laughs> cuddles and everything, I imagine. Yeah, there's no there's no shortage of kids on our end. <laughs> <laughs> and how's how's he going now? How's he doing? Yeah, he's doing great. Yeah, when we got back from Perth, you know, we spent a lot of time various therapy sessions that you do, but um he's actually thriving at the moment, growing well. We've just taken it day by day and just taking the time out, making sure he gets what he needs. And, um, yeah, it's really, it's 
really great just seeing him grow and develop over time. Yeah. Growing into his own his own little character. I also heard his name has a special meaning as well. Yeah, I, um, Miles, I don't know, for some reason it was just always in the back of my head and one of the names I had listed quite t- continuously. And then I had read that it meant um, like warrior and soldier. And then as soon as I walked into the Perth Children's Hospital in the PICU department, there was just this name miles written on one of the notice boards in big letters and it just yeah it just stuck and it was fitting and um yeah and he's definitely loved by all so uh yeah i've fallen in love with the name and i've fallen in love with him as a has his own character yeah it was meant it was meant to be hey you you were thinking of the name before he came into the world and then when he was here it was like a sign just popping up everywhere (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I, I I wanted to change direction a little bit, and I've um I read that you're a, a regional volunteer for Heart Kids in Broome. Can you tell us a little bit about what that involves and kind of what inspired you to do that? Uh yeah. So um, I believe Heart Kids do receive some funding. I think it's through Telethon grant where they can support regional. Families, obviously a lot of events and activities are done in Perth where Heart Kids are based for WA. Whilst I was in Perth during Miles's fourth surgery in 2021, there was they brought other Heart Kids regional volunteers from, a lot of them are from the southwest region. Um, there is another mum here in Broome that is also, she's also signed up to be a regional volunteer. But it basically allows us to help spread that awareness on of CHD and the community of Heart Kids. Since then, um, we, we've been able to host the annual Two Feet in a Heartbeat charity walk. So we've done it for the last two years now, which has been great because we've had quite big turnout in Broome. And it just means that we are there for any any families going with through CHD as myself and um, the other mum, we both commented saying how scary it was beforehand and that we didn't really get to know heart kids until after our children were born. Mm. But if you were to know that there was a wider community out there before that you could reach out to, um, I think it would help ease the situation a little bit and just pass on any feedback, share our story, help them, um, like, you know, I guess, when you have to leave home and travel away for medical reasons for long periods of time, it helps to have contacts and share that information, you know, simply of where we can all stay. Um, you know, it becomes very daunting, the unknown. So we're basically here, Jeff, if anyone wants to reach out and talk to, don't even have to talk about heart things, but just knowing uh, that there is a community out there and you're not alone definitely helps with um, dealing with congenital heart disease. Well, for me anyway, and it was, yeah, I like I said, during the pandemic, um, heart kids weren't working in the, everyone was working from home unless essential services. And um, so heart kids weren't actually in the hospital when I had miles. So I think I reached out to them about a week after being in hospital, just by phone. And as soon as my first conversation with one of the coordinators, I just, yeah, felt a bit of weight lifted off me, knowing that I could reach out to them whenever I needed and you know it's ongoing support it's not just whilst you're in hospital it's afterwards and it's yeah mm-hmm. and what what kind of support did you receive on your journey that really helped you I guess it's yeah just knowing that there was a whole community involved in this you're not the only parent dealing with it 
And I guess thank, uh, due to the pandemic, normally they would have hosted in-house like morning teas, but that, mm-hmm. that now is done via Zoom, which allowed myself and other parents to connect not just in Perth but across WA itself, which has been good. And then they've also, they also, you know, provide opportunities that you can reach out to, I guess, me having a child with congenital heart disease, not knowing what his life will be like as he gets older. So, you know, I can talk to people that have grown up with CHD and learn about their experiences. And it's just, it just shares that wealth of knowledge around CHD. And um, when you need that extra support or even just someone who understands what you're going through, if you just, someone you can call up and have a chat. Yeah, that, that definitely helped me get through Miles's journey a little bit easier. Yeah, for sure. And just having, I think it was really lovely how you said before, just even having that community of people. And even if it's not just like, not even talking about heart related things, but just having someone, you know, or a group of people to talk to that are in a similar situation that can relate to what you're going through. Yeah. And is there any sort of thinking about that? Is there any advice you would give to other families or new mums who are going through maybe for the first time hearing that their child's been diagnosed with a congenital heart condition or maybe they've just come out of surgery with their child. Is there any advice that you would give them? Yeah, like I mentioned before, it's the unknown that can really kill you. <laughs> it's just like when you, I mean, I, I think I was too scared to ask the question at the time, but when I first saw Miles, I just had to ask it, you know, I was like, oh, is he, is he going to die? <laughs> that was just something I had to get off my chest but it was the unknown you know seeing him in ICU like that you know he hasn't even lived 24 hours and he's gone through a lot but my advice is you know just take it one day at a time listen to the medical advice ask you know even if you don't get it the first time ask the question again and again until you get it until it sinks in don't be afraid to ask any question and yeah, definitely connect with Hopkins. And if you have support there, then, um, yeah, always make sure that you've got a good support network and no matter who that is or even if it's just Hopkins. Um, and also being able to talk about it helps. I know it might seem easier to not talk about it and be quiet and just kind of hope for the best, but I found talking about it and reaching out really, really helped or even provided a distraction at times when you just wanted to be a little bit distracted and take your mind away. Yeah, thank you so much, Mandela, for being so honest and and sharing your experience with us all today because I think there was a few times there I was trying not to cry and I think your journey with Miles. I was was told myself I wouldn't cry. (laughs) (laughs) it's still and I think it's like what you said it's still very fresh and he's such a strong little strong little man you know considering he's like what you said he had only entered the world within the first day and he had already undergone surgery and how much strength that he has you know to go through that come out the other end and he's you know he's now enjoying life and I think the name that you chose for him is so perfect because it sums him up in a nutshell doesn't it yeah, definitely. And yeah, one thing I think one of the medical staff told me initially, like every time going into one of Miles's surgeries, treat it like a new one because no surgery was the same or is the same and, and that was true to its word. So that yeah, that's what I mean about staying in the moment. 
we we're lucky this day and age that our children do get the best care possible. Yeah, no matter if it's a heart condition or a different condition. But yeah, we're very, very lucky at the moment. Yeah, I agree. I just wanted to say thank you so much for being open and honest with us all and for sharing your experience, uh, which will hopefully help other mothers or other families that have um, a child with congenital heart disease. And to I think you had some really lovely reflections there around being present and having a community around you and the importance of that to help you get through this even even on those days that are tough and challenging and just to really reach out for help and and kind of don't be embarrassed or don't assume and really ask those questions yeah thank you for listening to my story but yeah I, yeah I guess the it is important to just talk about the situation and reach out and not to be too afraid or shame or anything like that to ask for help because you'd be surprised at what the amount of help that you'd receive back. Thanks so much, Mandela. No worries. Thank you for listening. If this episode has brought up anything for you or you need some advice or guidance on yours or your family's CHD journey, you can call the Heart Kids Helpline on 1-800-432-785. To access more information and find out more about the support Heart Kids offers, visit the website at heartkids.org.au. The information in this podcast is not a substitute for medical advice from your doctor or healthcare team. Always talk to your doctor about matters that affect yours or your family's health.